Hey, little buddy. Who's my cutie patootie possum moody? Hey, Rye. I think we need one more guest for today's animal special. What do you... Uh... What's that? What's what, Pamela? That. That big creature-shaped lump under your hoodie? Well, I'll tell you what it's not. It is not a possum I found in the parking lot. Ryan Ezekiel Juniper Willard, tell me you did not bring North America's only marsupial into this office. I did not not bring a marsupial into the office. And who told you about my middle names? Ryan, what have you done? Lost my new best friend? We need to catch that possum. And we have to start the show. I'm Pamela Kirkland. And I'm Ryan Willard. It's Wednesday, November 30th. This is the 10 News. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Ryan, let's split up and try to find this possum with as little disturbance as possible. Good plan, Pamela. Here, cute little possum. Hey, Ryan, what are you doing? Hey, Pete, I'm absolutely not looking for a wild possum that I accidentally unleashed into the unsuspecting 10 News studio. That sounds weird, but okay. Hey, did you know World Wildlife Conservation Day is December 4th? Oh, cool. A day to protect wildlife, right? And not trap them in a news studio? Uh, yeah, exactly. Anyway, see you later, Ryan. Oh no! The possum is literally climbing Pete like a tree! I need expert assistance. Cap, 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 pick up! What's up, Ryan? Cap, there's a possum loose in the studio. What? There is a possum loose in the studio? And I am now using my mom voice at work? We need an expert. I don't know what to do. I thought it was my friend. Wow, I'm so glad I took today off. I'm about to catch up with wildlife veterinarian, Dr. Gabby Wild. She travels the world treating wildlife big and small, from tigers to tarantulas. She's even given acupuncture to an elephant and is the author of Wild Vet Adventures and How to Speak Animal. She's really cool. Okay, cool. Can you ask her how to talk a possum out of a new studio? Yep, we're on it. Dr. Wild, I'm so happy we're hanging out today. It's wonderful to see you again. For our new tenors who may not have heard when you joined us last time, can you introduce yourself? Absolutely. So hello, I am Dr. Gabby Wild. I'm a wildlife veterinarian and conservationist, and I travel the world to save all different types of animals, mainly wild ones and mainly endangered ones. That is so cool. And there's a little problem going on in the 10 News studio that I'm going to need your help with, but I have some other questions that I wanted to ask first. So how do we discover that animals can communicate with each other? A lot of animals actually have been communicating with us and evolved to communicate from dogs to other domestic species. So when we talk about communication from animals, we can even relate it to ourselves. When I wrote my latest book on how to speak animal for National Geographic, we divided it for kids into four main categories, one being auditory, so you're listening and you hear me. One being visual, so if you could see me right now, you'd see I'm using my hands and doing a countdown on my fingers. And, you know, when you see a person, you see them smiling, you assume they're pretty happy. Dogs, for example, and horses, actually, for a matter of fact, and cats, um, 
have evolved to actually be able to tell if a person is happy or not. So that's them being able to communicate with us. And then we can pick up on their cues if they like that we're happy or not. Um, so there's there's those forms. Then there's what we call chemical. So yeah, it's things like smell. That's a chemical. Other chemicals are things called pheromones, which are like hormones. So if you've ever felt really happy, that's a type of hormone in your body that signals to your brain to say, I'm happy. There are all different types of, of hormones and pheromones specifically that, we're, that I'm referring to that, you know, allow animals to communicate with each other. Some species use them a lot more than we do, but we do believe humans actually use pheromones as well, but just not as much as others. And the the last one would be, um, oh, I'm forgetting, what is my other one? Would be, oh, tactile, tactile. So touch, for example. So a mummy, whether it be a mummy elephant or a mummy human, might want to take her trunk, we, we would take our hand, and we hold each other's hands or hug each other. Whereas a mummy elephant will do that with her trunk, for example, for her baby. So those are the four main things. So tactile, auditory, chemical, and auditory. And you may be able to hear some purring going on on this side because Midnight, the 10 News cat, is so happy to see you today. <laughs> she's, purring yes. up, she's purring up a storm yes. over here. <laughs> Absolutely. I do hear a little bit of it. And, and that's a sign of her being really relaxed. She's really happy. And as a human, we started to want to know how they're communicating with us because we either want them to be our friend or we actually want to domesticate them and, and use them, if you will. I hate to use that word, but use them. But at the end of the day, they also get our protection, our shelter, so it can be a mutually beneficial situation. It's great to know that they communicate, but can they understand us? So when you talk to your dog or you talk to your cat, can they understand what we're saying? Absolutely. They understand your tone. They understand your facial expressions, your motions. Now, do they have a full comprehension of, if you said a whole sentence, like we just discussed what pheromones are? No, they don't. But you can train them to know that this object means ball, right? You, you say fetch, they learn, and they actually learn the language that you're speaking. So that's why if you adopted a dog from, let's say, Germany, and that dog had learned how to take commands in German. You have to learn how to say it in, in German so that they understand. Will they learn it in English? Absolutely. They can learn it in English. But your first few weeks, you might want to accommodate the, their understanding in German. So same with, with horses and other animals. They've come to learn some of our signs. And even wild animals, they seem to understand the patterns of human behavior. So they start to avoid people because most wild animals want nothing to do with people. Um, so yes, they can understand us to a degree. That's that's so interesting to think about um, a bilingual dog. That's that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. um, so you you brought up wild animals, and that just makes me think. You know, we're we're um, looking ahead to World Wildlife Conservation Day. So why why is it important for um, for us to understand how animals communicate and and does it help us be you know better stewards of um, of the environment around us? Absolutely, it does. So it's important to know how they communicate because it's a form of their behavior. If we can understand what they're saying, they might be giving us clues not only to what they're going through but what the environment is going through, and therefore 
what we should expect for our own lives. Because as people, we sadly only think about ourselves. But I think kids are smarter than most people. And kids also care about how the animals are feeling as well. That's why kids are the best. And they might say, no, it's not fair that lions are, are, are going through a rough patch. It's not fair that we are seeing more animals going on to the endangered species list. I don't want that. I want to grow up one day and I want to see giraffes. I don't want them to be a myth. I don't want rhinos to be extinct when I, when I grow up. So what can our tenors do for World Wildlife Conservation Day? What I would do is go read and open up some really great books or online and learn about at least one species of animal that really is inspiring to you. And then go find organizations that are protecting that animal so you can become more informed. And maybe you can find out if they have activities for you to learn more about the animals, ways for you to be involved. The big way is also social media. So if you have access or your parents have access to it, spreading the word about what's going on, whether it's for that specific animal or for all different animals, is really the biggest, most powerful thing you can do is sharing knowledge. How can our listeners, if they want to learn more about that or learn more about your work with with animals, how can they stay up to date? Absolutely. So my foundation, my charity for endangered animals, hosts a lot of fun events for adults and for kids, especially. And some of these fun campaigns for fashion are always included. and They're always ethical and sustainably crafted fashion that we support. So if you want to learn more about animals, more about the echo fashion that we do, you can, of course, go on our website, gabbywild.org. That's G-A-B-B-Y-W-I-L-D. And of course, we have our YouTube channel under Dr. Gabby Wild for fun videos. And we have our Instagram and Facebook, also Dr. Gabby Wild. That's great. And I love both of your books. So we're going to put links to both in the show notes for anybody who's listening and wants to check them out. So I kind of have a problem that I want to ask you about. So Ryan gets a little carried away and he gets excited about things and doesn't always make the best choices. So he kind of let a wild possum loose in the 10 News studio and we don't know what to do. Any ideas, any any advice? Yeah, so possums like to play dead. So when they get really scared, he might roll over and literally play dead. They sometimes when they're really upset and they're defensive, they're gonna show their teeth. They don't usually bite, but they certainly can. So what I would do is do a little Hansel and Gretel action, leave some food and trail them out, and hopefully he'll get out that way if you leave a little bit of yummy trails of food. Now, they love a variety of foods. They're omnivores, so they like meat. They So if you want to leave some mice, I don't know, it's kind of gross, but you could at least leave eggs. You could leave some fruit, vegetables, a little trail of that, and maybe he'll walk out on his own. So you don't even have to call any uh, animal hotlines to help you get him out. You could do it in a peaceful manner. Okay, we're going to try that. I think we still have some leftovers from our, our Thanksgiving feast okay. that we can yeah, leave, put leave out. Leave some turkey. <laughs> leave some turkey. He'll love it. Well, this has been wonderful. Always great catching up and and love to have you back anytime. Likewise. Thank you so much for having me. And I hope everyone stays wild. Oh, thank you, Dr. Wild. Isn't it cool that Dr. Wild's name is Wild and she helps wild animals? It's like it was her destiny. Uh Uh-oh. If 
feels like it's my destiny to catch that possum. We had a pretty amazing animal fact sent in by a tenor. Lila from Utah emailed us that flamingos get their pink color from eating shrimp. Really? Thanks, Lila, for this fact. Flamingos get their color from the beta carotene that's in the brine shrimp, algae, and fly larvae that they eat. Yum. <coughs> Tenors, if you want to submit a fun fact or joke, visit the10news.com slash contact. Hey, Pamela, do you know where... Wait a second. Why are you under your desk? Hey, Miss Lane. Ryan let a possum loose in the studio and... I'm a little scared. Oh, that's so fun. I love possums. They're such cute little marsupials. Yeah, that's what I would expect the host of the Nature Nerds podcast to say. I'm still scared, Miss Lane. Well, I can tell you something else to take your mind off of it. Have you heard about necrospiders? Um, what? For many people, the only good spider is a dead spider. But that's not the case for a team of engineers who are working to bring spiders back from beyond the grave. (laughs) Sounds crazy, but it's true. Mechanical engineers at Rice University have successfully reanimated dead spiders. What? In the labs at Rice University, scientists have cooked up creepy crawly robots made of dead wolf spiders. These spooky spider bots are designed to serve as horrifically hairy claw machine grabbers. With the push of a button, they open and close their spindly legs to pick up delicate objects. Now, at this point, you're probably wondering, how does anyone come up with this stuff? Well, it all started when engineering student Faye Yap saw a spider curled up in the hallway of her school. The spider got her thinking, and after a little research, the engineer learned that arachnids are a lot like hydraulic machines. What does that mean? Hydraulic machines are powered by the movement of a liquid. Shifting liquids around in a hydraulic machine causes pressure to form, which powers the machine. A spider is a natural hydraulic machine. Strange, but true. They don't have muscles that move their arms and legs the way that we do. Instead, they have a small amount of liquid trapped inside their body which when moved around creates enough pressure to power their spooky skittering. Faye realized that the spiders curled up after death because they dried out. She theorized she could get them moving once more with a little bit of engineering. Now, what I'm about to tell you might sound gross, but it's really cool, so stay with me. Faye and her team inserted a needle into the back of a dead wolf spider and held it in place with a tiny dot of super glue. Then they used a syringe to push small puffs of air into the spider's body, recreating the hydraulic pressure system of a living spider. This gave them the ability to open and close the spider bot's legs on command. Wow. Pretty amazing, right? But why is it even useful? Well, creating robots from once living materials is all part of a new field called necrobotics. Scientists believe necrobotics could be the next big thing in engineering because of its environmentally friendly nature. You see, organic materials like dead spiders are a natural resource that break down quickly without making waste. They're small, complicated machines created by nature. 
We don't need to waste metal to make complex grasping machines when nature has already provided them for us in abundance. Actually, abundance might be an understatement. The combined weight of all spiders on Earth is 25 million tons. That's as heavy as 478 Titanics. You don't have to be an eight-eyed arachnid to see that those numbers don't lie. Whoa, those necro spiders give me the creeps. But they did give me an idea about where that possum might be hiding. Welcome to the trivia room. Tessa, have you seen a possum? Who, this little guy? What? The possum is on the trivia throne? Ooh, I love trivia. Hey there, little guy. Why don't we share? Here, come sit on my lap. She's like an animal whisperer. Welcome, Miss Lane. It's an honor to have you. Hop on up on the trivia throne for today's trivia question. You ready? Oh, yeah. What is going on here? Trivia on the ten. I know you are a nature expert, so this question should be right up your street. What reptile is found on every continent except Antarctica, can be kept as a pet, and has a shell? Is it A, shrimp, B, tree frogs, or C, turtles? Tenors, did you guess it? Miss Lane, what's your answer? A reptile with a hard shell, huh? Well, that's gotta be turtles. The answer is... Turtles. These trusty testudines can live on land or in water and evolved hundreds of millions of years ago. No way! November 27th is National Adopt a Turtle Day, a day to celebrate and protect these amazing creatures. That's awesome! I'm a big fan of these cold blooded cuties myself. Tenors, do you want to sit on the trivia throne and share your trivia knowledge? Visit the10news.com slash contact to get in touch, and we might have you on the show. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point-of-sale system you can trust? You need Shopify for retail. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Shopify's sleek, reliable POS hardware takes every major payment method and looks fabulous at the same time. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash lifestyle, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash lifestyle to take your retail business to the next level today. Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts or at sciencepodcastforkids.com.
Thanks for listening to the 10 News. 10 Things You Need to Know drops every Tuesday and our in-depth reports drop every Wednesday. But if you want some bonus content, you can join the Tenors Club on our website or on Apple Podcasts. The 10 News is a co-production of Small But Mighty Media and Next Chapter Podcasts. The 10 News creative team is feeding flamingos and includes Tracy Crooks, Pete Musto, and Tessa Flannery. Miss Lane Farber contributed to this episode. Our production director is Jeremiah Tittle, and our executive producers are Donald Albright and show creator Tracy Leeds Kaplan. I'm Ryan Willard. And I'm Pamela Kirkland. Thanks for listening to the TED News. And remember, wild animals belong in the wild. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Hi, friends. Are you looking for a new podcast? Maybe something you can share with your littles? Something that has some storytelling in it? Well, then look no further. We have Storytime with Philip and Mommy, where my son and I sit and discuss all the great books that you might love while we read them. So Little Golden Books, Berenstain Bears, and even the new classics like Bluey. We sit down, we read, we discuss, and we have so much fun doing it. Come and join us. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.